We've got an exciting year ahead of us. Um, I'm personally living with a series that we preached a little while ago called Step Up and Step Out. Um, and personally working out for me what are, what are ways that I can step out into new things, step out of fear, step out of worry, step out of being kind of playing it safe into new things. And this year we've got Alpha coming up, which is really exciting. One of my friends who I've kind of known and for about five years or so, he's going on Alpha, which is great, played hockey at the same hockey club, and he's on Alpha now, which is fantastic. We've got the Chelmsford Church Plant. Aaron and Vivian, I think you're here today. Let's give them a wave. These, these guys are part of the Chelmsford Church Plant, and they, uh, I'm going to be down there every second Sunday of the month in the afternoon as we try and get some momentum there. It's great to have you guys with us. And then we're launching Colchester North again every other Sunday of the month. We'll be there in the afternoons again. We've got a venue for that, which is great. It's the Northern Gateway um, at the sports park there. Um, so you can flow out and have a nice coffee afterwards and go to the gym after church. There you go. And if you're from out of town, there's a park and ride. So you can go shopping in the morning and join us in the afternoon for the more important reason that you would come. Um, so there's a lot going on this coming year. And um, next week, we're going to be sharing some exciting news with you as a church that will kind of strengthen us kind of in terms of our leadership of the church. So we're thrilled about that. So don't miss next week. I'm not telling you now so that you can make sure you hear uh, and anticipate it. But I think m more importantly, we're going to be praying over the next uh, three weeks and trying to get in the habit of ongoing prayer. And so what I want to do today is pick up one of the models of prayer that's in, uh, in this in this book, and uh, we're going to pray together a little bit today, okay? So if that, if that puts you off, we're doing it again next week, so just decide to come. I'll, I'll share a bit, and then we'll have uh, some structured prayer together as a church, kind of, to get us going. But who started a Bible reading plan? Bible in a year. Who started one again? Who's never finished one? Now, I'm not just putting my hand up as an example. I've never finished a year Bible reading plan. I'm sorry if that kind of fills you with dismay. But soon in your Bible reading plan, you're going to come to 1 Chronicles, okay? So if you get kind of through Leviticus, you, you, do, you think, well, you get to 1 Chronicles. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Chronicles, okay? If you don't know where that is, just start at the beginning of your Bible and flip through. Um, you'll get there, uh, or it will be on the screen. 1 Chronicles is a list of names, okay? So there are nine chapters listing about 600 names that you will struggle to pronounce and wonder why they are there. The sons of Noah, the Semites, the family of Abraham, the people of Sarah, of Edom, descendants of Keturah, and on and on and on. Nine chapters of something like 600 names. Why am I telling you this? To fill you with dismay as you read your Bible? No. Um, it will do you good to read that. But right in the middle of it, in chapter 4, one person is named and one person is described and one person is commended by God and his prayer is highlighted. So that's where we are today. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9. In the midst of all of these names, it says this. It says, Jabez, can you say Jabez? Jabez. Was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez saying, I gave birth to him in pain. So basically she's named him pain. Okay? You're a Jabez in the, you know, it's not, it's not a pleasant start. So either she was in a lot of pain when she gave birth, either he was just a pain when he was inside, or the circumstances were painful at the time. But from his birth, this guy is associated with pain. Can you say pain? Pain. pain. I, 
I was going to give some examples of what you might call your child that could have the same effect, but I don't know all your names in the room, so I'm not sure that would be helpful. But we all have had nicknames over the years. So I grew up in Zimbabwe. For 19 years, no one really called me Hugh, which is my name. I'm not going to tell you what they did call me. Um, but mainly because kind of in the local dialect, you couldn't pronounce Hugh easily. So it was either Shu or who or you. So I was given another nickname. Um, so when I came to England, I got a new name. Yes, um, it's not as exciting, Hugh. It's rather kind of very English, and, um, but I'm grateful that it's not the other name. It wasn't too bad, don't worry. I'm, I'm waking up more than it is. So this guy's associated with pain right at the beginning of his life. He would have carried that his whole life. Something to do with the fact that he caused his mother or his mother was going through pain. I mean, that's pretty unpleasant, would you agree? And particularly in biblical times and in some cultures, one's name is particularly defining. It's kind of given to you prophetically as something that should shape your life, okay? You shall be named pain or something like that from now on. It's not a great start. However, it has said that he was honorable. So there's something about this man who, despite his beginnings and despite these labels, he's a good man. He's honorable. He's not been defined by this label on his life. He's not let this pain mean that he is a pain, okay? There's been something about him where whatever you want to make about the label on his life, it hasn't been what has defined him. What has defined him in the list of all these names is that he is honorable, Okay, and then it goes on and it says this Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. And then we go back into the names. And so we're going to look at the prayer of Jabez and we're going to use it as a model for us to pray and unpack these four things within his prayer that Jabez prays about. So the first thing he prays for is blessing. Can you say blessing? Okay, do you know that God wants to bless you? All right? God does. God is out for blessing and prospering you, okay, in every way that is valuable. All right, sometimes we think prosperity because we've seen the abuse of saying God wants to bless you with nice cars and nice houses and nice money and nice suits and whatever it is. No, no, don't let abuse stop you from taking hold of what God really wants for you, okay? God is a God of blessing. Psalm 23, it says, Surely, knowing who God is, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life which means pursue, which means to hunt down, which means you're on the motorway at 120 miles per hour or a bit more um, or whatever it is or a lot less, and there's a siren coming after you to hunt you down to bless you. That's what God's up to because you are his child, right? God is a God of blessings. So he says, oh God, that you would bless me. I have prayed this over my life more than probably any other prayer. That I would, the word I've used is favor. Can you say favor? I've prayed for God's favor on my life because I ain't getting anywhere without it. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I came to this country with 20 quid in my pocket. Um, I had to work for a year to get here because my parents couldn't afford to fly me here. And um, I got a B, a D, and an O at A levels, okay? I, I got not too much going for me in the world's eyes. I know some of your stories have been a lot more 
a lot more difficult than that. That's not even difficult. I've had those opportunities. But I have needed the favor of God upon my life to open doors, to give me ability and capacity to do certain things. Psalm 5 verse 12 has become a favorite. It says this, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with favor as with a shield. That is the verse particularly I pray. Lord, bless me with favor. Surround me with a shield of of favor. God's always been into blessing, right? So the promise that he gave to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, some of you know it well. It says this, God picks out this pagan guy in the midst of the world going wrong just after Babel and kind of judgment on the nations. He finds this guy, Abraham, and he says to him, for no particular reason other than God's sovereign purposes, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. Go and read Romans. We're inheritors of Abraham's promises. We are the children of Abraham through faith. This is the God that we serve. Hallelujah. Now, if you've been part of Redeemer, you will know we preach a lot on your inner life, right? And your inner formation, and your humility, and your saturation in the gospel, we don't spend too much time preaching on, go after all that God has for you. I think it's an area we can grow in. It's an area I can, I can grow in. God has mighty, mighty blessing for you. And some of you are hearing this now thinking, all I know in my life is pain. And you're talking to me about blessing, which is why we're looking at Jabez, because there's something similar in his life. When God blesses you, and this is often where we go wrong, we are often, when we ask for God's blessing, our mindset is often about how our problems can be solved and how our life can be made easier, right? Now, there's nothing wrong with praying for those things, but if that's the limit of our desire for God to bless us, we are missing the very reason that God blesses. James chapter 4 says this, you do not have because you do not ask, right? Okay, some of us just need to learn to ask. I had to learn this. Okay, I grew up in an environment where um, uh, God, God was this mighty God and I had to do right. And I, I just had to make sure everything was lined up in my life before I could. And then I learned I'm actually a son of God. And a good, good father loves to lavish gifts on his children, right? Not because... They necessarily deserve it, but because he loves them. So I, I, I've become an asker. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the things my kids ask of me, like running up to Christmas. I'm like, where did you even get the impression that that's a possibility? <laughs> yeah? But they don't think like that, okay? They don't think like that. They just think, you're my parents. I come to you for stuff I want. Be an asker, right? So some of you just need to get asking, right? Sometimes we're scared to ask because we might not get it. Will we allow disappointment to rob us of opportunity? And that's a big challenge. Because you have to guard your heart, and it happens. It happens. There's delay. There's disappointment. Our motives are wrong sometimes, and God just says, no, nah, you have no idea what that will lead to. No. Okay? So James, you don't have because you don't ask. When you ask, woohoo, you don't receive. Okay. Because you ask with the wrong motives. Okay, what is this wrong motives? Is it evil? You know, is it because I want other people to get hurt or other, whatever? No. Your wrong motive is that you may spend what you get on your pleasure.
pleasure. Right? It's interesting, isn't it? You know, and God does want us to enjoy things. But when we ask, God, give me, give me, give me, so that I would have a pleasurable life, and it stops there, we are missing the very purpose of being a follower of Jesus on this earth. I've asked you this before. If God loves you so much, why has he not taken you to heaven with him? Have you ever wondered that? I sit in church every week and people tell me, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. So why am I here on this broken earth when I could be with him? Have you ever wondered that? Right? I mean, if it's all true, that's better. Right? It's because he has something for us to do and to bless this world with. It's because we have a purpose. Right? If you don't know Jesus, he's being patient with you. And he's waiting for you to come to him and repent of your sins. And he is bearing with you and being patient. If you're a Christian, he's got something for you to do. And it's to be a blessing to other people. We read that verse in Genesis. I will bless you. But then he goes on. And I will bless all the peoples of the earth through you. So when we say, God, bless us. You know my motives, Lord. They're all mixed up. You're big enough to deal with that, right? Don't get paralyzed by that. Deal with them. God bless me. But we work on our so that I can be a blessing. Man, I, I hope Redeemer flourishes as a church. Are there mixed motives in there? Of course they are. Do I want to be a leader of a successful church? Of course. All of that stuff in there that we all have to deal with. But more and more God so that we'll be a blessing to people. That we'll be a blessing to the city, to Chelmsford, to the villages around it, to our colleagues, to our neighbors, to the nations of the world. Hallelujah. So when God sees that in your heart, I think it's like, this is why I bless. Right? Not for you to just build your own kingdom. When God gives us, he gives us more so that we can give more. Which leads us on to the next bit. Because all parts of these prayer are... So can you say out loud, God bless me. me. Yeah, hallelujah, there you go. Second bit he asks for is what I and many others have called is influence. Can you say influence? So it says, oh God, that you would bless me and that you would enlarge my territory, okay? Landowners at that time were able to decide how well and how well kept and blessed people who dwelt on their land would be, okay? Jabez is an honorable man. It starts with that. There's good intention in all of this. So he prays for influence that you would enlarge my territory. And this is how the blessing, if God blesses you, it's going to be more than you could imagine. Amen? So where I stand in front of you today, this is more than I could have ever imagined my life would add up to. Okay? Now, I don't know what your story is. Maybe you think this is nothing. You think this is more than I thought I would ever be doing for God. Okay? But I have asked for influence, and God has given something for us to be more and more impacting to others. And influence means that we're living for a greater purpose. If you're genuinely living to influence, so I was wondering, I, I could have made these all P's, okay? Because the others come with, there's some P's in them. And I thought influence or promotion. Can you say promotion? I thought it's just not right, is it? Because promotion is, I mean, don't get me wrong, words are words, okay, we use them differently. But promotion speaks of me getting promoted, right? Influence speaks of regardless of 
what I look like, blessing to others. You see the difference? Right? Now, we use the word promotion differently, okay? God promotes people, and they have a bigger sphere of influence, and they can bless others. So I'm not getting, but for me, when I thought of the word promotion, it just didn't feel right to me. <laughs> it's not really about, because God can use you even if there's not an official title or position in your life to influence others. A book I'm reading that's kind of influenced this prayer guide, which we haven't come up with from scratch, by the way. Just disclaimer, we've used a resource from a church called the Highlands, and we've tweaked it. Um, and the guy who wrote a book called Prayer First, which these come from, he says this. He says, rather than focus on what they have or don't have in their lives, they concentrate on fulfilling the purpose God has for them to carry out. Okay, so he goes back and he says, people who pray the prayer of influence are the happiest people I know because they have something bigger to live for than eliminating their personal pain. Rather than focus on their personal pain, what they have or don't have in their lives, they concentrate on fulfilling the purpose God has for them to carry out. Listen, you will have pain in ways that could define your life like Jabez. Everyone in this room will be given the opportunity to define their lives and to get stuck on what has happened to us. Now you say these things sensitively because some of you have been through some stuff. But God still has a purpose for you, right? And if you're praying for God to use you to bless others, you embrace the pain, you deal with it and you work through it, but you're not defined by it. It is not where you sit, okay? might be something that you carry through, but you are living for others. In my pastoral experience, the solution to most people's troubles is don't focus on yourself, focus on others. Yeah? So if you're feeling lonely, go and befriend someone and have a coffee with someone. Okay? It's not the only solution, right? And some of you are brilliant at that. If you're feeling that you have lack, go and be generous to someone else and get into certain lives and you won't realize how blessed you are. Okay? If you're thinking that everyone thinks low of you and down of you, go and encourage and bless others. You will be surprised what happens when you put God first and then others next, right? It's when we make it all about us. Now, I'm not saying you don't pay attention to the pain and there are seasons in life where you've got to. But if it's all about you and self-protection and self-preservation, we're missing something. I'm talking over a period of years. How can God use you to bless others? Are you more interested in building your kingdom and your palace and your pleasure than you are advancing the kingdom of God? The two don't need to be exclusive to a degree, but as someone once said, God gives us enough for ourselves and extra for others. A real blessing. I am a man who has been brought up through my schooling system, my family, to value steady faithfulness. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that's been built into my life. I'm grateful it's something that's important. But it does mean I can play things very safe and think, this doesn't feel steady, Lord. <laughs> this feels a little bit hairy going out there and saying this or praying for this or, or trying this and doing this. And you've got to discern what is faith. And I'm feeling stirred over this last year and this coming season to say, God, bless me. God, enlarge my influence so that I might be a blessing to others. And if this happens, if God blesses you, and if God gives you influence, you're going to need the presence of God to be able to handle it, walk through it, and steward it well, right? Because if you're saying, God, bless me, God, enlarge me, 
You're either going to be spending your life kind of trying to maintain it or self-reliance or try and keep up the, the kind of the means that you think you've got there, or you're saying, man, God's with me. So Jabez goes on and he prays after this. God, bless me, enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Okay? Now, what does that mean? Okay, well, uh, often when you read in Scripture, the, the hand of God with them, it speaks of His presence. And his power. So, for example, in Acts chapter 11, the Lord's hand, can you say hand, was with them. And a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Because the Lord's hand, was, he was there, guiding them, overshadowing them, protecting them, prodding them, leading them, guiding them, swatting away. Other stuff that's going on. The Lord's hand with them and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. You see this everywhere in Scripture. In Ezra 7, 8, because the hand of the Lord, my God, was on me, I took courage. And then he acted. God's invisible and tangible hand, although sometimes it's tangible, sometimes it's visible, is on you, leading you, guiding you, prodding. And you say, God, bless me, God, and Lord, let your hand be with me. God, I need your presence with me. It's an enabling sense of God. You think, I'm in way over my head in terms of my natural competence in basic skills. Everyone ever, ever felt like that? Okay? I don't feel like that enough because I'm deceived and think, oh, I've got this <laughs> until all falls apart. Uh, or you're just not stepping into what God has for us. A precious verse to me over the years is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 to 5. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves. But our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. For many, many years, and I should keep doing it, particularly when I was young and starting out and trying to preach and lead a small group and whatever it was, lead prayer meetings, I would every time be like, God, I need your spirit-given competence to do this today, right? And if God blesses you and enlarges your tech, you need God's help. You need his presence with you. You need his hand on your life. You need it anyway, but especially if you're believing and moving into things, you need God's hand on your, on your life. Exodus chapter 33, we read where Moses says, What will distinguish me from everyone else, God? It needs to be your presence going with me. Listen, church, I could be, I'm not, the most eloquent speaker in the world. We could have the most fantastic worship musicians in the world. We got great musicians. We could have the best kids work, best youth work, amazing tech, video, sound, projection, venue in the world. But when I say the most, we could have an amazing one. But there's others out there who do some of these things better. Speak better, eloquent better, better musicians, better lighting, better cameras, better seats, <laughs> or whatever it might be. The thing that needs to distinguish the people of God is the presence yeah. of yeah. God. Look around. Why do people sit on these seats Sunday after Sunday? They're not too bad, but they could be. Because there's something about God. And that is our prayer for this. God, let your hand. God, bless us as we go to the north. We're like, it's like, we go north. Hey, God, favor, increase our influence for the glory of God and the good of people. Let your hand be 
with us. If you pray one prayer this year, just say, God, be with me. God, be with me. God, I need you. Press into the presence of God. Roy encouraged us today. That's not just a word to hear. It's a word to lay hold of and say, God, I'm going to have that. God, I want to lay hold of that. We position ourselves to take hold of what God has for us, particularly being in the presence of God. And if all of that happens, the devil's going to be out to get you. That's the best news of the day, right? If you, so, so the, the devil is God's enemy. He's not equal in power. He's not to be feared, but we do need to be aware of him. So Jabez comes and says, keep me from harm. Keep me from, God, I want you to bless me. I want more influence. I need your presence with me. Uh, this is all going right. <laughs> God, keep me from, keep me from harm. It says this in 1 Peter chapter 5. Be alert and of sober mind, okay? Sobriety, not fear, is what we need in spiritual warfare. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Often he doesn't look like that. He looks like a chihuahua. Because he wants to deceive you, okay? Uh, watching Percy Jackson with some of our kids. Anyone seen Percy Jackson? Yeah, it's good. Um, basically, there's a cloud or a mist. I don't pay that much attention. Over people's faces. So what the um, demigods, okay? This is dangerous ground, I know. What, what do the demigods see is centaurs and monsters, right? But what earthly people see is little chihuahua dogs, okay? So there's a little chihuahua dog going around because they've got a mist over their eyes. But really, what it is to the God world is this violent, vicious brute of a creature. And so this little chihuahua walks into a door and the door crumples. And everyone wonders why. It's the same with the devil. You're right? He's a mighty prowling around lion. He doesn't have authority or supreme power. But he dupes us and thinks it's all okay. It's just this, just accidents, just that. It's a, it says he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the Faith. So do we pay more attention to him or more to our faith? Our faith. We press into God. We believe the promises of God. Where God says, greater is he in you than he that is in the world. God has all the victory. Hallelujah. You can tell the devil what to do and where to go. In the name of Jesus. But he's still after you. Okay? And he's going to be clawing at you until his last and final days. That Jesus has the victory. So you need not fear, but you need to be sober and awake. Can you say awake? If I told you a thief was coming to your, night, to your house at 12 o'clock tonight, what would you do? You would not go to sleep. You would be waiting for him. If I was in a different country, I would say with two friends, you'd be waiting with them with a, a baseball bat, okay? Not even that, a hockey stick or a cricket bat or something else, okay? I don't want to know what is, everyone's got something behind their door. You would be alert and you would be attentive. And that's what this verse is calling for. But we call for God's protection on us. So the, the devil works, he, he, he will work to distract you and dampen your faith and zeal. That's the primary way he works in this part of the world, I think. Distraction and dampening. Where I grew up in Zimbabwe, it's all out attack. Witch doctors, black magic, the spiritual world is not in doubt. You see stuff happening in front of you every single day. I grew up on a farm and... I won't go into it, but there, there, were other, there were things you would see every day, and, kind of, and, and some of the ancestral worship, you know, 
And then you would see other stuff happening as Christians, believers, part of who had come out of that and got saved doing mighty things. It's not even a question in most of the world whether there's a good and evil spiritual realm. But over in the West, we're distracted and dampened. Yeah, have this. Let life be comfortable. Be distracted. Your greatest problem is this. Those are significant issues. And this is the part of the world we live in. Other times, he will just look to derail you, right? With guilt, with shame, with cynicism, until the point is, yes, your faith is totally just finished. And other times, they look to devour you, all out attacks. I mean, I went into this year really excited, okay? I was like, come on, every fresh year. I like fresh year starts. Lord, come on, bless us. I was thinking about this preach, enlargement territory. And then we're sitting in our lounge and... We are like, I don't know how far it is, 10 meters away from the road, a stone hits our double glazing and cracks it. Did someone throw it or did a car kick it up? I don't know. I went outside very quickly and saw no one. Okay, so that was okay. Fine. And then this week we we wrote off our car. Okay, here we go. It's just everything was lined up to be well organized. Now, I'm not saying that's all the devil. But I'm not saying it's not the devil, and I'm not naive to his schemes. He might have just jumped on the back of it. And there's been a few other things which, in the big context of life, are okay. Some of you had worse. But just like, oh, I just found myself saying, what's the point? <laughs> I'm shattered with even trying or thinking about anything else, and it's week two. You're like, oh, and I've got to get up and preach tomorrow. And so, so by the grace of God, I just doubled down. Okay? God bless me. God enlarge my influence. God, would you work it to good? Because God promises to work all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Amen? Amen. So whatever it is, we're going to pray in a moment. We're going to take each section. There's going to be a prayer on the screen. I'm going to mention the section. I'm going to give you a minute to pray where you are, however you want, for your life for that. And then we're going to pray it together. But let's double down, church, okay, this year. May God bless us. May this room be way too full. There's a few empty seats. Have a look around. We can cram a few more in, and this is with 50 children who have gone out and probably about 12 people serving who are not in seats, okay? And there's a bunch of people away, and we've got some guests. May God do amazingly more in this room. May he do amazingly more in the north. May he do something amazing in Chelmsford. May he do it in your workplace on the Alpha course. We're praying for 10 at least, okay? Who's, who's, who's yet to invite someone on Alpha, and you know you've got it lined up? Yeah? Do it. When you go home today, pray this prayer and then do it, okay? May God bless us. And for some of us, it won't look glamorous. It won't be a stage. It won't be a platform. No one else will know about it. But you will sit there and think, wow, God, you would use me like that. And right now, where the voice of pain and disappointment and discouragement is saying, is not even hearing this, you just take that. It's real, okay? We're not people of, oh, that doesn't matter. It's not real. Ignore it and move on. No, we're not defined by it, okay? We face it. We deal with it. We know God's grace. As the guy who wrote this book said, strengthen me in the battle and rescue me from it, okay? Because you will have battles. We live in a world that's broken. We have an enemy. We're pretty messed up as well in many ways. But by the grace of God, may he bless us May he enlarge our influence and prosper us for the blessing of others, particularly. May his hand be with us, his presence. Would people have nothing else to say other than it must be God?
That's how I try to love my, what I hope for in my life. People go, how did you do it? Now, there, there are good, God gives wisdom, and you can explain things, and it's for you. Just ultimately say, God has put his hand on my life. And then, God, would you keep me from, from harm? So if we could pop this slide up. Um, that says blessing. Okay, This is the prayer we're going to pray in a moment. I want you to take a moment now. You can read it and use it where you are right now. Going to give us a, a minute, and then we're going to say it out loud. Okay, Maybe 30 seconds, then we'll say it out loud, and then we'll do the next one, the next one. Are you up for that? If you wouldn't call yourself a believer in Jesus, and you're just looking in, or you haven't been to church for ages, and you think, this feels so far removed from me, the encouragement we had earlier in the service, just call on the name of Jesus. Say, Jesus, if you're real, if this is true, bless me with your presence. Bless me with your mercy. Bless me with revelation of who you are, okay? And pray for that. So let's go. Go for it just where you are. Pray blessing. Just You can lift your voices out loud or in silence, and then I'll lead us in praying this together in a moment. Right, let's lift our voices and say it together. Father God, I pray that you would bless me with more than I need so that I can bless others. I pray for more provision that you'd equip me to give generously to others and meet their practical needs in your name. I ask you to give me greater spiritual gifting so that I can strengthen the church and be more effective for the kingdom of God. I pray for an abundance of wisdom and discernment so that I can point others to you and make decisions that honor you. Help me grow in understanding of your truth and your heart for people so that I can do my part to bring your kingdom to earth. Help me never become self-serving, but stay focused on using what you've given me to serve other people. Amen. Next slide, influence. So just take a moment where you are. Pray for more influence in your marriages, in your parenting, in your workplace, with your housemates, with your jobs at university. Whatever it is, go for it. Let's pray it uh, together, and I wonder if the worship team could come up as we do this. God, make me effective in my sphere of influence and open new doors for me to be able to impact and reach even more people for your glory. Give me a heart to make a difference in the lives of people I have never reached out to for, and boldness to walk in obedience to your calling. Help me be a good steward of the responsibility you've entrusted to me. I pray for greater territory to impact for your glory. Amen. Next slide, presence. Just, yeah, go for it. Let's ask God's hand to be on your life. Please, Lord.
Let's pray it together. Lord, I know that without you, I am nothing. I cannot do what you've called me to do on my own. I am desperate for your presence in my life. I depend on you completely. I recognize that the same Spirit who raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in me. Through the power of your Spirit, I pray that you would help me succeed in the opportunities you've given me. Thank you for being with me. I would never want to face today without you. Amen. And then protection, go for it. Pray it together. God, as I walk out the purposes you have for my life, I pray that you will stop any and every attack of the enemy against me. Please protect my body, my mind, my emotions. Don't let the enemy get a foothold in my life. I pray too that you will protect my family and community from harm. I know that the one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world. So I have nothing to fear. Thank you for watching over me. I love you and I trust you. So God, we pray that you would bless us, you would enlarge our territory, that your hand would be with us and that you would keep us from harm so that we would be free from pain and free to serve you zealously and fruitfully to your glory and the good of people. Amen. Amen. Take these, that prayer, those prayers are in here. See you this evening at 7.45. Join us. If you can't come, please be praying at the same time. Let's stand and make much of Jesus for the last few minutes.